0: Retirement has occurred of Donald Vaughan, Castlebar Mitchell's knee Ballinrobe GA Club. Donald Vaughan was a Mayo half bake making his debut in 2008 and representing Mayo with honour until his retirement on Sunday. Donations, if desired, to Vaughan's shoes of Westport, Castlebar, Clare Morris, and formerly of Ballinrobe. The retirement has occurred of Garda David Clark.
1: Mayo shot stopper for the last 45 years, house private at this time.
0: The retirement has occurred of Tom Parsons, Charlestown Sarsfield G.A. club, one of the most fabulous players to ever represent the green and red of Mayo. We will miss him so much. You have given us so much enjoyment, Tom, and we love you very much. The retirement has occurred of Semi O'Shea, donations if desired to the Brafe Mafia,
1: we will miss you, Seamus. We will miss you so, so much.
0: Stay tuned to Mayo or Back over the coming days as we bring you news of impending retirements from the Mayo GEA senior team.
1: Well, folks, hello. You're very welcome to the Mayo or Back podcast. A mayor Back podcast with a twist this week, as you can hear from the solemn tone in our voices, both myself, TJ, and our favourite guest here, Fat Larry, are both in absolute bits at the moment. It's been an extremely tough couple of days. This time of year is hard enough anyways, you know, statistically speaking, January can be a very tough, tough month. And of course, in these unprecedented times with COVID and all the rest of it, but there's another pandemic going around at the moment, folks. The pandemic of Mayo GA footballers retiring. And it's hitting us very, very hard. Fat Larry, would you like to tell the public, of course, that
0: we've retired the intro this week? Hello, TJ. How are you? Hello to all the listeners at home. Yes, you will have noticed that the famous Mayo are back team tune was not played this week. And it will not be played this week. As a mark of respect to the Mayo players who have called it a day and we think it's fitting after the years and years of service that they give that we would just take a break and we would do it as a mark of respect for them because we love them so much. Now it's not all bad news, it gives us great pleasure today to be able to say that you are listening to season 5 episode 1 of the Mayor Back podcast. We have Recorded nearly as many seasons as Mayo players have retired this week at the time of this recording. We have to make that very clear as well. As we sit here in the studio this evening, just to give you an idea of where we're at, we have currently seen Donald Vaughan, David Clark, Tom Parsons, and Seamus O'Shea retire from the Mayo team. Are there more retirements to come? When you're listening to this podcast, more might have stepped away. But as of now, we have lost four players from our panel. TJ, it is such a tough time to be a Mayo fan, isn't it? Absolutely, Fat Larry. As you said, season five and we're still alive. It's
1: obviously great to be back. That's one of the small positives we can take from this moment. But we would, have, of course, have preferred to stay away for a little while. And given the Mayo supporters a little bit of peace, January traditionally is one of the happiest months of the year for a Mayo supporter. Today is, of course, the 6th of January at the time of recording. No man is being marked across Ireland, and this is a day that I would usually find myself manifesting my way down to Father Flanagan Park in Ballon Rove to see this Mayo team take on the titans of, be it NUIG, Sligo mm-hmm. IT, or the Castlebar VEC... We always found ourselves with a crop of new young inbreds coming to the fore and, you know, we'd be a little bit excited on those days, whether it was Donald Cribbery scoring four goals in his four-goal hall that day or whether it was, you know, seeing the likes of Cuban McBride coming on off the bench for a stunning display Fabulous. at full Bake. Those kind of moments are seem very, very far from our minds now as we can't see any football and the only thing that's filling the column inches and... Really filling us with inches is the retirements of these Mayo boys, whom we
0: love and we will miss. Absolutely, TJ. It's so tough, really, when you think about it. I mean, I think back to some of the greatest memories I have, not just following the Mayo team, but probably some of the best moments of my life at all have been spent watching DBF League football. Like I think back to the time that Tupper and and Summerhill amalgamated to take on an amalgamation of GMIT and Salt Hill Nakara in a FBD league final. And it was just one of the most fabulous events that I was ever at in my life. And to think now that that competition might not even take place anymore. And for that to come along with all these retirements as well, it's so, so, so tough. But listen, I think there is positives to take from a TJ. I mean, mm-hmm. we only have to cast our minds back a couple of weeks to when Mayo lost the All-Ireland final. That was a big positive. That was, yeah. You know, we we, we really, you know, handed Dublin a six in a row. But, you know, Mayo, in fairness, this week looked like they might be on the cusp of achieving their own six in a row. You know, we've already had four retirements in four days. You know, can this Mayo team push on now in the next two days? And, you know, can Horn axe two more players? Like, it would be great for us just as a proud, proud footballing county that we would have, you know, a six in a row of our own. You know, that would be lovely. And it would be fitting for this team. I would absolutely like to agree and echo those
1: sediments entirely. And when I think of, you mentioned James Horgan there, and we obviously have a little bit of a shake-up at the top level in the Mayo County Broad this season, that, that level of efficiency and clarity and planning that's been brought to things this season. You know, in other years, we would have had players retiring here, there and everywhere. They would have come out two at a time or they would have left at least a week in between. But as you can see this year with the structures that are in place, We've got daily retirements taking place at 11.30am each day. You know exactly what time they're going to come. The only thing you don't know is who's it going to be and who's it going to be next. I mean, the mind would wander at this stage. It could be anyone from Chris Barrett, Cullen Boyle, Keith Huggins, right the way down to the likes of O'Sheen Mulligan. I know he's only 16 this year, but he could just as easily step away considering what we've seen. And this podcast will hopefully give Mayo fans a little bit of a sense of camaraderie. We don't want to compound the issue anymore. We want to provide you with a little bit of solace. And we know that in these modern times, we can't shake hands with each other. Myself, and Fat Larry, we haven't been able to shake anything that belongs to anyone else for quite some time. So we're here to, you know, hopefully soothe the pain with our voices. And whether that happens or not will remain
0: to be seen. It's a difficult time, as we've said And some people out there might just be struggling to put words to the atrocities that have taken place this week. But hopefully we can do that. Hopefully we can put a a kind of, maybe not a positive spin, but maybe we can just give a little bit of closure to people. And I suppose, you know, we would have said probably in our podcast in the lead up to the All-Ireland final, you know, 2020 was such a hard year. You know, it already looks like 2021 is going to be even worse based on the first few days. But hopefully now... Things get better, you know, players stop retiring. I mean, as you said, TJ, if we start losing guys like Rory Brickenden, Oshin Mullen and Owen McLaughlin, you know, but you just don't know the way these players are dropping by the wayside at the minute. Nobody seems to be safe. You know, James Horan is kind of saying to these guys, if you're over 22 years of age, it looks like you're fair game and your head could be on the chopping block. So I think it should make for an interesting couple of months now to see what players survive the jungle, as it were. I do, in my mind's
1: eye, picture James Horgan and our selector, Cheeky Fade selector, as the ant and deck of the situation, sitting down with the Mayo camp at large and reading out the likes of, you know, maybe one of the more senior players like Lee Keegan, they might say something like, Lee, it's not going to be you. And he might take, you know, a big sigh of relief. They might turn to Kevin McLaughlin, Kevin, it's not you. But they might turn around then and look over at Cullen Boyle in the corner and say, Cullum, it might be you and you can imagine what's going through those players minds as they fear the impending early retirement
0: they're about to be forced into Mm. and i suppose Cullen boyd will be one of those players that i hope now and at the time of this recording he is still a mayo player i hope he stays on because that guy is so so important to this team and he's got so much left to give and you just know that for the last couple of days as he's waiting for his call to come that he's out running the roads around Westport with a 20-kilo vest on him, doing pull-ups out of lampposts and boxing dustbins and all kinds of stuff, just to prove to James Horan that he's still got that bit of spunk and jizz, that he needs to be a Mayo player. So, I look, at I hope that here at day four, that day four is the last to come. But as Aidan O'Shea did out point out rightly on his Twitter machine there recently, all good things come in threes. So we've already had three. So is there going to be another set of three? I don't know. For Aiden, though, I think it's, you know, while it's going to be very, very different, you know, not having his brother, Shamie playing with him. Of course, his brother, Connor. we hope to see him back on the Mayo team this year. But does that mean now that Aiden gets all of the dinner at home now, seeing as Seamus doesn't need to be eating all them, you know, healthy foods anymore, seeing as he's, you know, not playing for Mayo? How do you think that'll change things in that particular household? Yeah, there's going to be a huge change there and everywhere. You know, right across the Mayo County
1: at large, people are going to process this news very differently. I myself have spent the morning locked in my room, crying my eyes out, Mm -hmm. picturing some of the days gone by and picturing some of the great memories we had with these guys. Possibly my favourite memory was sitting beside Tom Parsons for the 2019 league final and giving him a big hug and a kiss when Mayo won the trophy that day. And both myself and himself tried to invade the pitch that day to no avail from the stewards who were on guard. But actually, now that I think about it, I woke up shortly after that. That was obviously a dream, probably a Mayo fever dream. But, you know, these are the moments that we have as Mayo fans. And this, this heartbreak we're going through, folks... We are used to it. We've had it many, many times before, usually after All-Ireland Finals, of course. Not so long ago, we had it there in December. But this sort of level of heartbreak, we're not too used to it in January. And I suppose, I don't know, there seems to just be a... With our goalie gone as well, Fat Larry, there's there's two gaping holes that I'm thinking about at the moment. One is in our goal mouth position and the other is in me. Mm -hmm. The gaping hole in my heart which is almost, you know, they say your heart is the size of a fist. Well, it's almost like as if James Horan has stuck his fist through my heart in this moment. And it's tough to take. It's very, very tough. Tough indeed, TJ. This would be a good time for you to uh, maybe to eulogise with your... uh, I know you said that you had something prepared for today's podcast, whereas in normal fashion you wouldn't have prepared anything at all, but... I know you said it was going to be a bit tough to go off the shoot from the hip today with the flags flying at half-mast and Mm -hmm. the zippers down at half-mast as well. But I I understand you have have
0: something you'd like to read for the listeners. I have, TJ, and and thank you for your kind words there. Um, As listeners to this podcast will know, TJ, I have always prided myself on my ability to shoot from the hip, as it were. I don't take too much... um, Time to prepare things or write things down. I just like to, I just like to shoot the shit here really and say whatever comes into my head at any given moment in time. But given the magnitude of the occasion and what we've been going through over the last week, I have taken the time out to just kind of put my thoughts down on paper, yeah. um, which I think has been a kind of a very very beneficial process for myself, just as a kind of a, a grieving mechanism for the for the players who have retired. So. I'm just going to read my little poem for you here now, guys. I suppose it kind of sums up how I'm feeling and maybe how other Mayo inbreds are feeling out there as well. So my poem is called Mayo 2021. It's the year of 2021 and things are looking bleak. Players are writing retirement letters to be delivered in Donald Drake's beak. They said 2021 would be a better year, that things would take turn. But at 11.30 every morning, my stomach begins to churn. Who will hoar an axe today? Is the question on inbred's minds. Will he axe a ballyhane stalwart to avoid what happened that time? Day one, we lost Donald Vaughan, Castlebar's proudest son. We'll miss him in our half baked line with those powerful and driving runs. On day two, we lost Davy Clark. Now this one was hard to take. He saved our bacon many times, a man we won't replace. Day three was surely a bitter blow when Parsons walked the line. The sight of his curly flowing locks wowed the inbreds every time. On day four, our semi left us. This man could do no more. He played a blinder in Ballyhane. A fact that is for sure who goes next I hear you say not Higgins or Boiler I pray the dubs have achieved their six in a row will Mayo do the same now there you go folks that is me at probably the most inbred I have ever been in my life but I just felt completely overwhelmed I don't usually struggle to put words on how I'm feeling at a given time, but with the events that have taken place over the last few days, I really just felt the need to be a little bit more prepared this time. I hope that poem was enjoyable for you, the listener at home, and I hope you weren't offended by any of that now, but listen, these things happen. But um, no, it's been a tough week and I hope this kind of manifestation now will kind of give you that little bit of a lift that you need. Fat Larry as I said to the
1: listeners earlier on on this podcast I was reduced to tears in the early hours this morning when I woke up and I woke up normally I wake up in the morning and the bed would be soaked but I woke up <laughs> I woke up the last few mornings I've woken up the last few mornings and the bed has been soaked with my tears but again you're you're getting me on the verge of tears yet again at the moment now as I can only dream of manifesting myself with those words echoing around in the chambers of my mind it's a it's a beautiful poem it's obviously a sad time but to hear you put such eloquent words on it you know I think it's going to bring a lot of comfort into the homes of the Mayo players and particularly Pat Holmes who Mm -hmm. will of course be no doubt listening to this podcast of course
0: as he always does
1: but I just think it was it was beautiful. And I'm sure the the listeners to this podcast will echo my sentiments there. And to some of the cr- crickets of this podcast who no doubt will be in touch, giving out to us and telling us that these players have served for Mayo for so long and that we're simply being disrespectful. David Clark aside, you know, your boys here at Mayo are back. We've been serving for Mayo for quite some time as well. We've had our shoulder to the wheel. This is, of course, our fifth season, you know. There's no fear of us announcing any sort of a retirement. In fact, we're thinking about releasing a statement to say that we're not retiring. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be around for another year. And the reason we are around is, of course, our core and Mayo are back. So I particularly hope that this podcast soothes your beautiful Mayo ears and you take a little something from this. But I certainly have, Fat Larry, and I would just like to thank you on behalf of everyone in Mayo And to really give you credit, you're one of the finest pundits to come on this show and we don't have a lot of external voices to give us this level of praise. So sometimes we really need to praise ourselves in a sense and say, that was absolutely excellent.
0: I think I did a really good job there, I have to say. And one thing I would like to just take this opportunity, TJ, to thank you sincerely for allowing me to be a special guest on this podcast. I I must say... It always gives me a great sense of enjoyment when I get to come on here on occasion. I don't always get to come into the studio, but I must say I really do enjoy it and I find it kind of just a little bit therapeutic, I have to say. It's something that fills my heart with a lot of joy and just to be able to, I suppose, have the platform to give my thoughts on, you know, everything Mayo GA it's something that i would like to really give myself a lot of credit for in this instance listen guys a
1: fabulous young crop oh, of guys
0: you know i think we got to look elsewhere we've got to look for the divine An under the bowling. current structure fluid type football main fisting what about the extra monies
1: when i hear this guys it just makes me
0: sick are, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back. You know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They I need think. to go back to their gender fluid ways in '96. Moving on, we have I think talked about the guys, and I think and I hope we have given them the the send off that they deserve, and also the send off in that kind of. Mayo are back style as well that we tend to have but there's a lot more I think to talk about listen it's 2021 now it's season five episode one this is our first time talking to you since of course Mayo were I would say narrowly beaten in an all-Ireland final just over two weeks ago now we were Given a double fist by Conor Callahan in that particular game, I suppose we could have a, a brief look back at that. But I think it's very exciting times now for Mayo. You know, we've grown up with these Mayo players. We've obviously made all of our Mayo memes over the last couple of years, and it's exciting for us to think now that we're going to have to find new players to have a really good go at now the next while.
1: It's a very exciting prospect, and I suppose this new generation is a generation that's. A little bit different from the ones that are gone. You know, in the early part of David Clark's career social media or electricity or running water wouldn't have been commonplace around the county of Mayo. It's going back so long at this stage. But now we look at some of the youth that's coming through and these are guys out there that don't know what Mayo are back is. I mean, they know what TikTok is, all right. They're fairly accustomed to that. And I suppose one of the real factors that might have contributed to some of these retirements is the new requirement to have very long and flowing and luscious locks. And as we can see, we've lost two of the greats in that sense. We've lost David Clark. We've lost Tom Parsons, two of the guys with two of the most beautiful set of curls one could ever have imagined to have on a Mayo player but there must come a moment mm-hmm. when they look around that dressing room and they look over at the likes of your Ushine Muglins and your you know, your Mark, magnificent Mark Morans and even the, the long locks of poor Kohora, and they must say to themselves the potential that those guys have to grow their hair even longer you know when some of them are only 18, 19, 20 years of age the potential they have to grow man buns and dreadlocks and ponytails down to their arses. Mm-hmm. For some of the older lads, that's just not possible. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they need, felt the need to step away at this time.
0: It's not. I think the big difference between these Mayo players of today and the ones that would have come in years ago. When you, when you think of guys like Tom Parsons and Donald Vaughan and Boiler and Higgins. And when they came into the Mayo team, they would have all been bringing in hair curlers and their kit bags. Know, that that would have been the accessory of the day but this modern player now has moved on like he's bringing in there're these kind of long things they're like a hair straightener now someone told me it was a foam roller once but i'm pretty sure that they're actually used for straightening hair and i think that's kind of the big difference with these new breed of Mayo players you know it's all about having that bit of length you know and that little bit of a flow to it rather than having the kind of the curls as well and as because you said so eloquently there, TJ, this group of Mayo players is, you know, really, really, you know, they're achieving achieving their goals in terms of their hair care at least, um, and they looked really, really well under the bright lights up in Crow Park, and hopefully there's more lads out there with nice hair, you know, new lads. The, the 20, the 20, 21, 22-year-olds now coming up and we'll be looking forward to seeing some new guys coming up now in the next while. Well, there's a lot of guys that we might talk about a man who's not the
1: Mayo manger as it stands. He could be the manger of a joint management ticket in a particular league club around the country, but he, as it were, has he's been able to run his fingers through the hairstyles of a lot of these Mayo players. It is suggested that eight of the starting team in the All-Ireland Final this year would have had their lovely hair ruffled by... Mickey Sloan from the O O'Doreen Club. And he, you know, he's a Roscommon man, of course, mm-hmm. but he's had his fingerprints all over this Mayo team. And, you know, in the future, the more guys that come through that have been part of his setup, they seem to be that little bit more, I don't want to say good-looking. We've obviously lost one of the best-looking footballers to ever wear, the green above the red. But, you know, these guys coming through, certainly in the hair stakes, there seems to be a little bit more you know, they've talked about the improvements in strength and conditioning, nutritioning, but definitely in terms of the hair, you can see that. You can see the shampoos and the conditioners that are being used today are, you know, they far surpass what would have gone in the past.
0: Now, a couple of months ago on this podcast, I received a lot of hate and a lot of flack Mm. from people right across East Mayo. They were very, very upset and very angry with some of the things I had to say about them. But you have to say now... They seem to be reacting the right way. You know, they haven't allowed my words to get to them too much. And by all accounts, it looks like a lot of those fine young fellas from East Mayo now are training very, very hard. And they're looking to get back into this Mayo team. And as we said, you know, we need East Mayo very strong, as you were saying, as you were saying, Mickey Sloan. But he's actually from Roscommon. But there's lots of lads there over in Bala Near Balladream places, you know, on that East Mayo side of the county, you know, we'll be hoping to see a lot of them now come through uh, to play in the National League. Of course, Lord knows when that's going to be. We might be lucky to see a game in the next six months, but you know, we have to always thank you know Mayo G A. They always leave us with something to talk about. You know, considering as you were saying earlier on, there, you know, the DBF League isn't taking place this year. I think it's just nice now that. We have at least got something to talk about as sad and all as the topic actually is you know I suppose whether you're winning or
1: whether you're losing all publicity is very good publicity and you know we shouldn't be surprised that Mayo are dogging the headlines again when there's nothing else going on in the world you know this will be the big story reported this week nothing about schools being closed down or the record number of cases of all time in this country all of the discussion and all of the chat this week will of course be centred around Mayo's retirements Mayo's team that is in transition I did know by the look of them that a few of the lads there were in transition but now Mm -hmm. it seems like the whole team is transitioning and as we go into this 2021 season I have high hopes to see a gender neutral brand of football played with a lot of fluidity from you know the goalkeeper right the way up the pitch fluid travelling right throughout the field up into the corner forward position and I suppose I'd call on Neffitt and the GEA and John Horne and the powers that be to try and prioritise an FGB league. I wouldn't like to see these guys going out and playing National League in the Shra Alliance or even Championship for that matter. I'd much prefer to see them having their teeth cut at
0: an FBD league level. I think so. I think it would be very, very unfair to ask, you know, young Mayo players to step into a Championship season, you know, having not had a good solid DBF league footing behind them. Like you think of how beneficial that competition was to so many great Mayo players down through the years, you know, guys who, you know, in most cases went on to usually get dropped, come to start at the National League. But that's beside the point. It was just one of those tournaments that, you know, it was nice to give lads that kind of bit of celebrity and bit of stardom in the first week of January. And that that would really keep them going, you know, and it had really, you know, helped them you know, when inevitably they were cut from the panel as well. But, you know, I think it's a strange time, Christmas and Mayo fever. We went a little bit mad there for a couple of weeks. But, you know, I suppose as is customary now, we've been really brought back down to earth with an awful wallop now in the last week or so. And I think it's just about trying to hang in there, I think, TJ, you know, and for the listeners out there, probably a tough time ahead for some. But I think as we kind of begin to manifest ourselves into 2021 now and start looking ahead, I think there's potential to be a lot positive about, you know. The only thing we can hope for is maybe the dubs start to get maybe a little bit bored of winning all the time or something like that. But as you said, Horan looks like he's looking for new, fluid, gender-neutral players who can play his style of football. It seems to be a young man's game now. So hopefully he gets the men that he wants.
1: And he has a brilliant opportunity now at Fat Larry over the next couple of weeks because as you and I both well know the GA have put out instructions from the head office from the big swinging dicks that be up there in HQ Mm. they've put out the notice that no team is allowed to train or meet up in the month of January whatsoever and I think this is an amazing opportunity for the Mayo guys to get a little bit of a head start on some of their counterparts around Connacht and indeed the AIG Blue Dubs you know of course up there if they were meeting up and training there's a lot of Gardaí up there that might come across them and put a halt to that here in Mayo well I don't know we used to have a lot of guards on the team. I don't know if that will be the case by the time this podcast gets to air. But if we did get the guardy on side and they were allowing us to train, you know, outdoors in big groups of 30, 40, indoors in small gyms. We need to get the leg up over our opposition now at this stage, because what we do now in the month of January will stand to us so much when we get to the month of July and we would say to anyone on the fence about retiring folks if you haven't made your mind up just yet and you're of course listening to this podcast which I assume everybody is I would say hang on in there folks hang tough you only have to get to July in July it's only six months away it's not a regular season I mean once we win the All-Ireland in July the whole team can retire for all I care Mm. our work here will be done folks as you and I well know we're only setting about that one goal. So I would say, put your head down, give it another go, have another good crack at it. And don't listen to James Horan when he's trying to push you out the door. And if there's a statement being written about you behind your back, you know, how about reject it? What, have we ever considered, you know, the Mayo players are offering their resignations. Why don't we reject the resignation? And in fact, as Mayo supporters, it's such a tough time for us. Is there anything we can do? Well, maybe we could have a, a peaceful protest of prayer outside McHale Park on Friday. Just a silent vigil where we, you know, socially distancing, of course, mm-hmm. we will, you know, pray and ask the Mayo gods to allow these players to stay on for a couple of months. Because at this rate, Fat Larry, I don't know where the players are going to come out of. James uh, Horan is going to have to put his hand into the hat and pull out a
0: couple of rabbits. Yes, and as you said there, you know, guys in particular... Own McLaughlin, these guys, anyone who's under the age of twenty-three, really, as you were saying, TJ, just hang in there, lads. Like it's the All Ireland will be over in July. You could have an All Ireland one in the middle of summer, and you could head off on a J one. Then after that, you know, it's 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 very very exciting this new new championship structure. Um, and if if you are being forced out the door, just give us a call. They've been trying to force us out the door for the last five years, and here we are still. So if you're looking to you know, have statements written or to just be a little bit kind of stubborn and inbred about it, just come to us and we'll we'll look after you guys. We don't, actually don't worry. have one of our famous cease and desist letters here beside us. We could happily send you on the wording
1: of that and you could send that to the Mayo new PRO and ask him to stop retiring you day on, day out,
0: day I, in and day out. I could even write James Horan a poem for you and that might appease him, appease, well, if that appease doesn't the Mayo a- gods. If that doesn't appeal to his good nature in his soul than nothing will yeah
1: now fact larry in terms of moving forward and of course never looking back maybe looking within at times Mm -hmm. but in terms of the future we've obviously put enough fellas into retirement
0: at this stage is there anyone we could coax back out of retirement there is a couple i think there are plenty of guys out there who have retired or who have just been you know in in some cases just dropped from the panel that could definitely come back. I mean, there's some great guys there. You think of, you know, Donald Drake. He's only a young fella yet. He might have some time left. Uh, Daniel Kibry, you know, speaking of FPG League football, the time he scored seven goals down in Father Flanagan Park in the one and only game he ever played for Mayo outside of that All-Ireland final. You know, that was a great performance. Conor O'Shea, like, we don't know what a Mayo team is going to be like without at least two O'Shea brothers in the team. So could we hope to see... Connor back there, partner, in Maddie Ruane in midfield in twenty twenty one. Even something I'd like. Donald's avian counterpart, Caelan Crow, because
1: in this new age when the Dubs are playing such a attacking brand of football, we could do with having guys you know that are going to be willing to fly back and set up a defensive nest around the forty five and
0: be able to protect the Mayo eggs this season going forward yeah. and be able to strike them on the counter attack. Definitely. And one thing we talked about in the build up to the All Ireland final as well, a lot was made of. The, as good and all as David Clark was a lot of people were quite concerned about our kickouts and how we were going to deal with the Dublin press and stuff like that a guy who has always been a massive um, fan of ours a person who we have been a very big fan of here at Mayo back for a long time of course has been Fintan Fint Ruddy. Ruddy of course yes like could we see him maybe come back into the Mayo team he could have that 200 yard kick out that he could kick straight <laughs> over the bar down the other end something like that like the kick father he did that one time in above in the mountains there that won on the on Arnold but oh. even Fat Larry even keeping
1: it within the Mayo panel at large there's a guy there that sits in the stand for most of the games but before
0: the game start he goes out and he kicks ball better than any of the current players we have Kieran Mack he's you know he's been balling really hard as you said there since the the start of November You know, guys on on the field who couldn't dream of being able to kick the ball as well as Kieran Mack. You know, maybe he could come back in. Maybe Fergal Boland. Maybe he could come back into the Mayo team as well. The comeback kid. And another person, Fat Larry, that we've talked about
1: at great length on the podcast, a person that never got the opportunity that was deserved on this Mayo panel, is, of course, your personal friend, Gráinne Whale. I know you were mm. chatting to her recently down in the Canvey Pier, and she kind of toyed with the idea of coming back out of retirement. But, you know, I have this vision in my mind of her standing in that fullback position that we found so hard to fill now for many years, standing there with Dean Rock's severed head on a pike. You know, Mm -hmm. the fear that that would put into the teams, the length and breadth of era. You know, when she could have been playing for Mayo and togging out in those Connacht Championships, she was probably slitting the throats of Pirate Lords up and down the Western Seaboard. And that was a shame for us as Mayo fans. But, you know, we shouldn't be too proud to go and ask her to come back in
0: now at this stage. Absolutely not. No. And I, I have to say I was talking to her. Now, she didn't, you know, give me she wasn't giving much away. I know she had struggled with a hamstring problem for the last couple of seasons, but it looks to me like she has, you know, the bit of time away from the game. COVID helped her a lot because she wasn't training for a few months. She's just got to get the gym work done and seemed to have built that bit of strength back up as well. Another guy who I would love to see back in the Mayo team, and he's a. clubmate of Cullen Boyle that would be Michael Davitt as well he would be a guy you'd love to see back in the the Mayo team you know the way he did he abolish the Land League at some point I think he did I Yeah, I would like to see him abolishing the Dublin defensive structures in the new season definitely and, and I suppose his experience at the Land League would probably he would I suppose be right at home and wing forward you know you know all that open space out in the out on the sidelines as well you know he could do a job he could get up and down and. Um, and chase down some of these Dublin fellas like James McCarthy because as we've seen we don't have too many guys who are able to chase that guy down so you know maybe he might be able to do a job for as well so, so I think there's loads of options there I a think James Horan just needs to look hard as well do you know
1: good score honey.
0: good not don't. Uh-huh.
1: Who's going
0: to win it? Who's going to be the man? Go, Go, it. It Go. Go. on, no, Oh, this is heartbreaking. It's a free from Kerry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan.
1: Who's the best long range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen the yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's McMall accused Kerry, who as they want to Oh, said. look, it's Brian Sheehan. What those in over capital letters. Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he goes oh, it's yes, all the way, keeps all the way, all the way, all the way. It's all over. It's all over, oh, we're have to do right. it all over oh. again. Next Saturday evening, one more time. Oh.
0: Get back. Get back. Get back. To where you want to He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That game had everything that you want to see
1: except a Mayo win. Now, of course, at this point, folks, we know that there's a full community and a cohort of comrades and inbreds out there, half-bakes and not-wells, the length and breadth of Mayo, Ireland and further afield, as it were, who are listening into this podcast. And, you know, you might be listening in 2021 or 3021. This is an artefact of our time. So we want to record some of the thoughts of the inbreds who are in touch with us today we offered an opportunity on our instagram machine for them to send in their condolences and their general thoughts and some questions and of course you can't underestimate these Mayo fans fat larry full of good you ideas so no,
0: sorry to cut across you there tj but no, I, just, okay I just i just want to say to the listeners i think it's very very fitting that we would say at this point of the podcast happy new year i think that is something we can definitely say at this point now do you know Given that it's the the sixth of January here, Nulig Naman, I think we probably forgot to say it at the top of the show. But Happy New Year to all the inbreds out happy there, new year, folks. and I hope it's gonna be if it's if it's half as good as last year. Like wow, last year was a great year. I have to say, I really enjoyed last year. I think a lot of listeners will agree with me out there. It was a really top class year. Not just in terms of football, but it was just a great year to be alive. So hopefully 2021, if it was half as good as last year, I'm going to be very, very happy.
1: One of the ways it will be made that little bit easier is by communicating with the cohort. And a couple of messages we'd like to read out now at this this venture, at the time of recording. We've got one in here from James, and this is a beautiful sentiment that we'd like to echo. He reckons that... Mayo, this is the nicest STD that Mayo have ever had. And by STD, he's gone into a bit of detail. He means Shamey, Tom and David. I presume he's talking about three of our wow. recently retired there. Absolutely a beautiful sentiment altogether. Someone else says, Mayo for Sam 2021. Excellent. We'll have to agree with that. We have another I hope message I no one's in offended here. by that one. No, I suppose... I'm sure someone will. I suppose we should, I suppose, apologise that this venture... In advance of anyone being offended, you know, we would hate to have to come out and apologise retrospectively. So we'd like to apologise, you know, right now in the act of this podcast. So people know
0: that we're very sorry for all of our comments and we'll never say them again. And as I always say, you like to say, with all due respect. And if you say that before anything, well then that just makes it okay. Two
1: views on the subject. This is coming in from a long-time listener and friend of the page. He reckons, number one... Is this not the biggest PR stunt since the Ballyhane Clubhouse? I mean, definitely, I can't disagree with that. And number two, will Everly's McHale Park be able to mange four testimonials this year? I think they're going to have a lot of difficulty doing that, Fat Larry, with the pitch being reseeded. Of course, the fans being rescinded from attending the grounds. I don't see our testimonial taking place we talked about this already we said the likes of you know you'd play the first half with the full strength Mayo side and then coming up towards the break you might in in a show of you know respect and loyalty you might have David Clark coming out from the goal mouth arresting Donald Vaughan marching him over to the sideline and the Mayo crowd uproariously applauding as two of their Mayo heroes leave the pitch you'd have Tom Parsons using the halfway line as modeling catwalk he'd be strutting up and down for the first half and he'd of course be applauded off as he went same as Seamus O'Shea he'd come out of the Mayo engine room
0: and he'd be lauded by the Mayo fans it'll be lovely to see and you might even see Aidan might put Seamus up on his shoulders or something and walk him off down the tunnel that'd be a lovely a lovely I suppose image to, to keep in the minds of Mayo supporters out there and hopefully now when Covid fucks off as it says You know, that we get to give these players the send-off that they so richly deserve.
1: Shane is wondering, did anyone other than Clark actually have to retire? Vaughan and Jamie haven't featured for two years. Tom was the most fabulous Mayo player we've ever seen, though. He's very Mm -hmm. adamant about that fact. I dare you with that. Brian is like to announce his own retirement from Mayo GA today. He's going out Uh, with zero appearances at any level, but thank you, Brian, for your service. Thank you, Brian. Paul Canaan. I love reading messages from Paul Canaan. We assume not the former Mayo Piero, Paul Canaan, another man who shares his name. He's wondering where the sex appeal is going to come from in our side now. And I hope we've covered that over the course of this podcast. We've talked about some of the sexy young guys. That mm. We've talked about some of the talent that's there already, but hopefully we can bring through some more this season. Absolutely. Full faith, in them to do it, yeah, absolutely. Ben thinks that the four retired players have gone to start a band. And I think that's a beautiful idea. And I wonder what you'd call that band the fabulous Fisting Quartet.
0: I'm sure they would be certainly a band that would be very aesthetically pleasing as to, you know, their singing capabilities. We would have to get them on the podcast here maybe and get them to sing as a song. And if they do record an album, well, they know where they can come and launch it anyways. We'd be delighted to have them. Luke would like to say, fuck you, Matthew. And, I mean,
1: I don't know how on earth he can blame any of this on young Matthew Ruane or
0: Starlet around the midfield area, but I suppose it's well, a sentiment. It, yeah, you know it's, it's all Matthew's fault, really, when you think about it. When you think carefully, it's completely his fault because, like, look at Shamey, Tom, Donal. Those three lads were... Those lads are all midfielders. Can't get past Matty. Matty's too good for them. David Clark wouldn't kick Matthew the ball out of the goal because he was too young. So, like, no, they weren't getting on too well either. So I think it's all Matthew's fault, really.
1: Yeah, he's like the rich son that forces the outfellas into the retirement home early, you know, rather than hanging around with them and making any time for them. He's just clearing them out one by one. Now, most of the techs in here, apart from that, they're all wondering who's going to be next and they're all very fearful. We should say at the time of recording... We're only up to four retirements, but we will keep you posted on that, folks. A lot of people are very fearful for the likes of the Higginses and the Boilers and the Chris Barrett's of this world. And they're saying to confiscate their phones and keep them under wraps. Mm-hmm. I heard by all accounts one friend of mine was suggesting that Higgins and Boyle be locked up in a turf shed in Ballycroy and hypnotised into playing for Mayo for a further <coughs> season. I think that's a superb idea. If you could, you know train them in that way to keep them interested in the panel going forward for one more year i think it's yeah, a good idea absolutely Anything tom wants way? to bring in Eirle goals more into the setup and we've been calling for this for absolutely years we can't understand why he hasn't gotten the start yet i've seen him kick a point over in new york in the gaelic grounds not on the pitch of course he actually kicked it from the bar area where we were all standing over the high net onto the pitch but it showed the level of
0: talent and the calibre of a guy that we're talking about there in Eerle Goals. Can I make a suggestion, just talking about new players coming into the Mayo team? Obviously, we saw Dublin in the All-Ireland Final were able to bring Paul Mannion off the bench um, in that game, which kind of gives you an idea of how strong that team is. TJ, is there anything to be said, do you think, now that Davy Clark has retired? Could we call for maybe Paul Mannion? mayo gales paul mannion mayo inbred extraordinaire do you think he could come in and do a job for this mayo team i absolutely do i think in terms of
1: matching this dublin side they've set the template for how to do things they've spent the 16 million in the right way you know they've got some of the high caliber of players even on their bench but yet we have fellas with very similar levels you know similar names even at least sitting, sitting at home on twitter not even on the bench so He's another man I'd 100% be calling
0: in. And as well as that, another guy who's a, another great Mayo meme maker and a great footballer, Connor Dixkin. He's a guy we haven't seen on the Mayo team since 2020. You know, we remember he had some great games there against, um, you know, I remember Roscommon himself and Brian Reap teamed up very well in that game. Jesus Brian Reap is a guy whose name we haven't mentioned in a while. How are you, Brian? I suppose we were always very fond of saying hello to you back in times gone by. I hope you're keeping well. And hopefully we see you back in the Mayo team in 2021 as well. I'm sure if you just put your mind to it, you'll probably have an all-star there. No problem. So listen, when you think about it, there are guys all over Mayo and I think all they have to do is just not piss James Horan off and they'll be in there with a chance. Hello to Kieran Ryan, the biggest inbred in London. He has
1: this that he'd like to say. Fuck the dubs. Excellent. I think Excellent. knows that we echo those sentiments wow. always. This year, more than any after what the AIG blue dubs did to us. Fabulous. And that's almost it for our review. I suppose we should probably pay notice to the fact that some of our content this week is getting a lot of eyes, fresh eyes on it that weren't there in other years. We have members of the European Parliament retweeting our stuff at the moment. And I suppose we just like to, you know, because we do talk about this particular party the odd time from time to time because they seem very entangled with the Mayo Ga bubble I suppose we'd like to say that we in no way affiliate ourselves with them or support them or even like them we actually think that some of the decisions they make in Europe and in Ireland are absolutely abhorrent on the note of Europe there's another man tied up in that party who was weighing into the Mayo Ga debate in a way that I thought was very unprofessional. That's Sean Kelly, former president of the GEA. He reckons that not playing David Clark could have cost us all Ireland's. Sean, if you're listening, I'll say what cost us more all Ireland's than anything is you deciding to give 16 million per annum to each and every Dublin player representing their team at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you've shafted us more than most down through the years, yourself and those big dicks up in Croker and over in Europe now, of course. But again, Fat Larry, we don't like to get overly political with things here and you know politics it makes me sick and the one of the reasons why i hate it is the the politics of it all
0: yes absolutely it's um you know it's It's an absolute disgrace all of it TJ really when you think about it I think there's nothing else I can say really I can't weigh in on this anymore I think you've put it better than I could put it myself now it's all a disgrace but I think we've got an awful lot to look forward to now in 2021 2020 is behind us folks we have got a new team of Mayo players things are looking up for us you know we've had a great winter as we said We had an unbelievable time following the Mayo team, they gave us so much enjoyment, so much fun and that kind of hope and sense of excitement I hope will stay with Mayo supporters now over the next couple of weeks and into the next couple of months because as we know we didn't get our Mayo fever vaccine in December unfortunately but it's coming and if we get the Covid jab now as well in the next few months we'll be all back manifesting ourselves and sweating all over each other in Sean McElvery's park in Castlebar for the Connacht final in in May. I can't wait for it. That's the dream, Fat Larry, and that's a little note, that's a little
1: sentiment that I'm going to be manifesting myself to as I sleep in my Mayo bed tonight, looking forward to happier days and thinking of the future. And honouring the male players that are leaving at the moment, but thinking about the new crop that are coming through, the potential that exists there for more Connacht silverware this year, maybe a Division 2 league title, maybe going one step further. You know, when you look at last season, we were 10 points worse than the Dubs. This season, we were only five points worse than the Dubs. If we can make a similar improvement and a similar
0: step forward, why wouldn't we be able to beat them? Why couldn't 2021 be our year? I'd just like to say at this point of the year, I'm convinced May we're going to win the All-Ireland this year now. And you can come back to this podcast. You can always think of what Fat Larry told you on day one of May we're back season five. This is the year, folks. Now, we might have said it in season four, but this is absolutely the year. And I'm sure if you keep tuning into the podcast throughout the year, we'll give you all the reasons in the world why we are talking complete sense. And look, this is the time of year where normally Mayo supporters start
1: to turn on the players viciously and start, you know, questioning everything about them, their professional ethos, whether they're good enough to wear the jersey. But not this season, folks. If COVID has taught us anything, it's that we need to bind together, we need to work together, we need to love each other that little bit more and, you know, fill each other with that little bit of Mayo pride. We are Mayo inbreds at the heart of it. And, you know, this is the year that we're going to do the business, I believe. And we hope you believe
0: as well. I'm sure they do. And with that, folks, I think we have probably exhausted everything that we can on this podcast. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the listeners for making their way back, for manifesting themselves into season five. We hope you enjoyed it. Listen, we hoped that it wouldn't have to be this way from the get-go this year, but... That's the circumstances we find ourselves in. To the Mayo guys who have retired, to the Mayo guys who might retire in the coming days and weeks, thank you for all the memories. Thanks for the great service you've given to this team, but also to this county, because I think that's what the the whole thing is about here. Football is everything here in Mayo. And we would just like to sincerely thank you. Thanks for listening. Mayo Abu, Mayo do do do. it may seem some people get their kicks stomping on a dream,
1: but I don't let it, let it get me down,
0: cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around.